Good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of Money Talk. I'm Neil Chrysell, and Diane Duvernay, your host, every week right here on AM 1290, FM 96.9, and streaming at am1290kzsb.com. We're repeated at 11 and on Saturdays at 6. We're brought to you by Cornerstone Home Lending, whose highly trained and experienced team takes great pride in helping people with home financing, offering competitive rates and a wide array of loan programs. American Riviera Bank, smart banking for smart people in Santa Barbara at Figueroa and in Acapa Streets and in Montecito's Upper Village. At Arlington Financial Advisors, a leading wealth management firm in Santa Barbara, providing its clients with a personal care and attention of a small independent firm coupled with the vast resources of a major financial institution. Hi, Neil. How are you today? I'm good. Uh, I thought it was going to rain and we were going to uh, uh, get uh, needed rain, but I guess not. Well, did you see that remarkable rainbow this morning? It was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, No, I missed that. It was cloudy. All right. Well, then there was a very beautiful rainbow worth seeing. I'll have to send you, you I'll have to send you a picture that I took. Mm. But we have with us today Heidi Stillwell and Mary Stillwell from shipping. They are shipping and freight consultants and franchise owners for N Express. So Mary and Heidi, thanks so much for being here with us. Hello thank you for having us. Yes, thank you for having us. And nice Perfect. to meet you all. Nice to meet you too. So, Neil, do we have some articles to get the show started with? We do. And uh, in uh, today's Wall Street Journal, there was an article that uh, is entitled Energy Mining Make the Market Look Good. And if you strip out energy, the energy sector from the S&P 500, uh, the earnings growth for this year drops from 8% to 1%. And essentially what we've had this year is this bounce in energy prices because of, uh, among other things, the Ukraine war. And uh, it's so what's so interesting is that even with that bump, the energy uh, group is selling at a very, very low multiple. So you've got uh, the energy sector trading at eight times expected earnings for the next 12 months. You've got on the other side, Amazon at 80 times earnings and Tesla at 56 times. And yet, because of this bounce from very, very lows and because of Ukraine, we have the S&P doing better this year simply because you've got oil companies coming off a very, very low base. Yeah, that's true. However, if you also look at price to earnings ratios for the S&P 500, Currently, with this latest dip, they're below their 25-year average as a group. And so I don't think stocks at this point is a time to run, given that price-to-earnings ratios are a measurement of whether the stock market is inexpensive or expensive. And we're definitely January 3rd of this year, we were at um, a very expensive stock market, which has come down to more reasonable in line with their 25-year average price-to-earnings ratios. I agree with that. And uh, the next article, I think, is relevant to some of the people in this community, which is the the change in private equity from buying just only big, big, multi-billion dollar buyouts to focusing on family businesses. And um, we see uh, a growing appetite for even some of the bigger private equity firms looking at small businesses, either to do roll-ups, meaning that they buy many, many companies in the same industry, small companies, and they put it together as one big company, or simply because they think that the values are good because these companies don't really have much of an alternative. If the family wants to be able to uh, capitalize out on some of the assets that they have in uh, in the business. And what's interesting is buyouts um, for uh, small businesses accounted for uh, uh, 25% of, of, of all private equity deals in the last uh, two years. And uh, so when you're owner of a small company in Santa Barbara or various you know communities, there is now another outlet besides 
uh, selling the business to employees or to selling it to someone who's a competitor, there's now an appetite for uh, good earnings for uh, uh, small businesses in, in the private equity arena. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. It's really been a frenzy in that small business private equity um, arena at this uh, the last two years. I think what we're going to see, though, is, is a drying up of that money as interest rates c- continue to climb. And as many of this these stimulus dollars to the tune of $8 trillion start to get sucked out of our economy, I think you'll see private equity not paying the premiums that they have been for the last two years for these small businesses and really get things back in line to to what you know was considered normal. Uh, this next article, I wasn't aware of uh, the subject matter. It was in the New York Times this weekend, and it, it was called Plus Loans Don't Often End Well. P-L-U-S is a government program for um, parents to send their children to college without having to pass any financial test. And it's been around for years. Uh, and many people don't know about it, but it basically uh, some of the smaller colleges, uh, particularly for minority groups, lobbied Congress years ago to provide for loans for families that really didn't have the wherewithal to get traditional loans to send their kids to school. And uh, while it sounds like a great idea, apparently uh, they were willing to lend go to school, people who were making twenty-five or $20,000 a year to borrow $40,000, $50,000 a year. And so what you have here is this kind of a hidden problem that most of us haven't been aware of, where uh, people are uh, you know, financially encumbered for years and years and years because they never should have been permitted to borrow. It's sort of, as the article says, the subprime mortgage uh loan problem for uh, uh, college loans as opposed to real estate loans. And whenever they try to uh, change the rules, because it is sort of crazy to lend to people that really can't afford the loans, uh, a lot of the small uh, colleges that cater to minority groups have complained that they're going to be cut out from having an education. So it's been difficult to change the rules, but basically you're incentivizing people to borrow money that they don't have and make it very difficult to pay back. Yeah, Uh, and also those loans are not part of the um, loan forgiveness program that that this administration has enacted. Yeah, correct, right. Yeah. Uh, and um, the um, the next article uh, is about junk bond defaults. Uh, and, you know, we've talked about junk bonds being very uh, resilient over the last couple of years. Junk, by the way, is defined as non-investment grade borrowing. But in the last uh, few months, defaults of these so-called leverage loans hit $6 billion. That was in August, the highest monthly total since uh, two th- since October of 2020. And at the same time that these uh, borrowers are having difficulties, uh, it's going to be very difficult even for those uh, that have um, uh, subprime loans to be able to refinance, even if they're not in default, simply because interest rates have gone up and they don't have the margins to support the higher interest rates. So the... Uh, the whole issue of uh, having uh, companies that are on the margin borrow money was sort of put, pushed under the carpet over the last three, four years with interest rates so low. But now that interest rates are rising, we're seeing both an increase in defaults and a diff- more difficulty in, in refinancing loans that come due. Yeah, you know, interest rates, if you think about it, over the course of this year, interest rates have doubled, especially when you look at that 30-year home mortgage you know, the beginning of January of this year, really much of January, you were getting three, if not 3% or lower. You're now looking at 30-year mortgage rates over 6%. And if you just use that as a as a um, kind of a, a, a measurement, it's happening across the whole spectrum of the lending. Um, and these companies that were on the cusp, much like any anybody on the cusp, that excess interest is really going to hurt in terms of the profits and the bottom line. The last article is 
is is just a, an example of when things are really in vogue. Sometimes it's things are too good to be true. In the last five years, some of the most profitable real estate investments were in data centers, where uh, people were investing in uh, buildings. Uh, could be the headquarters of a newspaper, or uh, you know a business that. Uh, is not viable, and they would turn it into a data center for cloud computing. And it's been a you know very profitable real estate business because you can buy these properties relatively cheaply, and all you have to do is put an electrical system in. So, and that's usually paid for by the tenant. Uh, but it's been so strong that uh, data centers are now uh, feeling the the uh, a squeeze between having too many. And having electric costs be so high, uh, particularly those landlords that were paying for electric, that uh, they become uh, questionable as terms of investment. So here we have one area of the real estate business that was pretty solid, and it's now feeling some some pain. Uh, you're listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 and FM 96.9, and we'll be right back. For prospective homebuyers, one of the most important steps of the loan process is getting clear and honest information from someone who will speak plainly and truthfully about loan programs and options. I'm Kelly Marsh, Vice President, California, of Cornerstone Home Lending, where our highly skilled and experienced team takes great pride in helping clients obtain home financing with honest, knowledgeable, fast, friendly, and efficient service. As a Santa Barbara native who has spent the past 20 years in the mortgage industry and has closed over 4,000 loans, I'd appreciate the opportunity to earn your business and invite you to visit the Kelly Marsh team.com or call my office at 805-563-1100 to learn more about how Cornerstone Home Lending can help you determine the best way to manage mortgage debt to achieve a more stable financial future. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. California Residential Mortgage Lending Act license number 41DB072220. California Financial Lending Law license number 60DB072528. Loan originator NMLS number 245822. Not a commitment to loan. Equal housing opportunity. They'll challenge your authority. They'll try to break your will. They'll push you to the edge of your sanity. Because that's what kids do. But this car is your territory, not theirs. Defend it. Who makes the payments? Who cleans it? Who drives it? You do. That's who. And in here, your word is law. So when you say you won't move until everyone's buckled up, you won't budge an inch. Until you hear that click. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. For more information, visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by Cornerstone Home Lending. Since 1988, a mortgage banker and direct lender that believes in providing in-depth loan consulting to its customers in a personalized and honest manner. And we can be reached at 805-564-1290, or you could email us at moneytalk1290 at gmail.com. If you're just joining us, we have the pleasure of having the mother-daughter duo from InExpress, um, Heidi Stillwell and Mary Stillwell with us today. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Thank Diane. Diane. So tell us, so what is in a in express? I keep I keep wanting to say in excess because I like that band. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, you're not the only one that wants to keep saying that. <laughs> So InExpress is a shipping uh, logistics company that was founded back in 1999, actually in the UK, and um, and then opened their first franchise in the United States in 2006. Um, we help, the premise of the, the organization is that we help small to medium businesses that um, have shipping needs, whether it be small parcel, freight, import, export, and we help facilitate that. 
Would you like to add to that, Mary? Um, yeah. So basically the way our business works, because we are a global franchise in 14 countries, we actually um, consolidate that volume and um, get fantastic rates that we're then able to pass on to small and medium businesses that would not otherwise qualify with the volume that they ship. Um, so essentially, so, in a nutshell, that's so, how it works. So to understand this, if um, you ship with DHL, for example, of which you're one of their uh, licensed, I guess, uh, approved of uh, Transshippers or whatever you call it, um, do, do do you give your do your clients get a cheaper rate than if they went directly to DHL? That's exactly what happens. Um, if they're small to medium and they're not already working with DHL, we can work with them. And be, as Mary mentioned, because of the volume that we have globally, we have negotiated very very good rates with DHL. We recently became a partner, or, or sorry, we've been a partner of DHLs for many years. And those um, people out there in the audience that may not be that familiar with DHL, it is the in Europe or Asia, they're like it. If you're doing any kind of shipping, they're like FedEx or UPS here in the United States. So they are our partner. Um, and then to we are the largest reseller of DHL in the world. Yeah. Our franchise organization. So you can imagine we get very, very good rates with them. We do a lot of volume. Well, for and, them. and in shipping, really, bulk is the name of the game. You know, especially now as shipping costs have gone through the roof due to increased in fuel pricing, you know, it, it really makes a difference. I have some clients that do wholesale at a much smaller level, and you know, their profits are being eaten away by the cost of shipping. Whereas Absolutely. the deals that they that these big companies have with bigger organizations, you have negotiating power. So in terms of how is your if I were a small business looking to engage your services, is it an exclusive deal where all my shipping would then go through you? It could, but it doesn't necessarily have to. So we like to tell our clients there is no risk to sign up and have an account set up with us because if for some reason they wanted to continue shipping with the uh, U.S. post office in some cases where it may be, um, it might make the most sense with a small parcel, that's totally fine. Um, so to answer your question, Diane, you don't have to send every single package with us, but um, our clients typically find that it makes it easy. Uh, we have, our company is also very technology oriented. So we have a platform that is called uh, WebShip Plus. And so what this does is it allows a company to then go in and book all their shipments on the platform and have everything consolidated in one invoice every week or two weeks or whatever it is, the billing rate. So if they're, and we can even bring in their, their U.S. post office rates in there too. So let's say they were looking to export a package and they were signed up with us for U UPS as well as um, DHL. They could put in the parameters of whatever the shipment is that they need to send and it will return multiple options on the platform to them. And then they can pick and choose depending on if it's time sensitive or maybe it's not. So they want to pick the cheaper rate. And so then they can print out their labels from the platform and it will also auto dispatch for pickup with whether it be um, DHL or UPS. So do you do, 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 do a retail business? What if somebody listening had a package they wanted to send to England, just one package. Can someone walk into your place and just say, can you can you take care of this for me? Or do you have to be a, a wholesale person with a great deal of volume? So we don't have a physical location. And so that they, there's no place for them to walk in, but they can certainly contact us. And if we establish an account for them, yes, we can do so. Even if they want to ship like once every two months or something, if they have an account established with us, there is no minimum that they have to have. And that's actually something that comes up quite a bit when we 
talk to small businesses is they say, well, we don't ship enough. It probably wouldn't be worth our while. And that's really where we can bring value because if they're not shipping that much, we, we can give them the better rates. So we don't have a minimum that we require. So you, so you pick, so, so the pickup is from DHL or UPS. They pick up directly at, at the place, the, the uh, shippers address. That's That's correct. correct. Yep. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And if, if you, do you also do your, your services or provide your services to individuals as well? You know, before the show, I was telling you that I have all these au pairs that used to help me and I'm always shipping to them at Christmas time and half of the packages get returned because all of the paperwork is, I can't (laughs) evidently correctly, but is that, is that a business line of yours or is it primarily or only small business? It's business to business. Business to business. Mm Mm-hmm. Before the show, we were talking about you and your background. And so I think it is interesting that you are multi-generational, you know, Santa Barbarans, you know, both, both, you were both born in Santa Barbara, and then you brought this business to Santa Barbara. So what, what is your background before um, starting in, in Express? Would you like to stop, start? <laughs> Um, so my background is um, mostly in technology. Um, I graduated from UCLA and I worked for some technology companies down in Los Angeles for a while. And then I got a job back in Santa Barbara with a, um, another software company and then eventually branched out on my own and started my own company. And we built um, mobile apps for cell phones. So very unrelated to shipping and logistics. Um, <laughs> and I was... I um, had been bought out and I was kind of looking for the next venture. I think I have the entrepreneurial bug. So I really like um, running the day-to-day operations of company. I think that's really where my passion lies. And so um, then um, she had actually pulled me in on some meetings and said, can you help me shoot holes in this idea? And I said, I would love to. (laughs) So after sitting on in on a couple of calls, I was actually like, wow, this sounds great, but I think you're going to need some help. <laughs> do you mm-hmm. want to do this together? Um, so, yeah, that was kind of how it came about for me. And uh, for me, I my background uh, is with technology as well. I've been working for software companies locally for years. I was um, previously with Yardi for 13 years. Prior to that, I was with Citrix Online, and uh, I was actually with Yardi back in the early 90s. So a two-timer boomerang, as they call it. So um, I just uh, felt like it was time for me to do something new. I am the type of person that gets bored and likes to learn new things, but I wasn't really quite sure what I wanted to do. And so uh, the opportunity presented itself to me. Uh, Inexpress actually found me uh, and approached me, and yeah, you know, that happens a lot. If anybody is familiar with LinkedIn, I know you're all on LinkedIn. You get hit up all the time, and I usually was like, "No, no, no, I'm not interested." And something caught my eye about this, and so I started investigating it. And as Mary mentioned, I asked her to sit in and poke holes on it because I was getting pretty excited talking to them. I would have weekly meetings with Inexpress for a, a month, probably ahead of time, two months even. Yeah, more than one. It was every Friday we'd meet and discuss uh, questions. And so it was a long vetting process for me and for them. And um, yeah, so that's kind of the history of how this all came about. You're listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 and FM 96.9, and we'll be right back. When a bank is owned by the community and invests in the community, it answers to a different call. It's personal. It's driven by your needs, not ours. Welcome to American Riviera Bank. Based right here in Santa Barbara with branches in Montecito and Goleta. Our customers know us for personal service every day, every way. You can bank on us. Bank on us. Bank on us! American Riviera Bank. Bank on better. 
The Family Service Agency is the oldest nonprofit human service agency in Santa Barbara County. Today, Family Service Agency continues to provide vital services to meet the changing needs of our community. Our mission is to strengthen and advocate for families and individuals of all ages and diversities, helping to create and preserve a healthy community. Family Service Agency programs are available throughout Santa Barbara County. Whatever the issue, disaster information, relief, lack of basic necessities, family violence, isolation, depression, or threat of suicide, marital problems, parenting difficulties, or children at risk, the Family Service Agency can make a fundamental difference in people's lives. Our services are offered to all people of all ages on a sliding fee or donation scale, and many are free due to the generous donations of businesses, foundations, and individuals. The Family Service Agency of Santa Barbara, for everyone who needs us since 1899. For more information, dial 211 for our free confidential 24-hour information and referral helpline, or if on your cell phone, dial 965-1001, that's 965-1001, or the website fsacares.org. Here's good news. Now you can enjoy studio-quality sound on your devices from the station that talks about Santa Barbara any time of the day or night and from just about any place on the planet. Just say, hey, Alexa, play KZSB AM 1290 when you're at home or bookmark am1290kzsb.com on your Apple or Android devices and you've got streaming studio-quality sound anytime, anyplace from the Santa Barbara News Press Radio Station. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by Arlington Financial Advisors, a leading wealth management firm founded on providing thoughtful, objective, and comprehensive financial guidance for families and entities who are seeking long-term financial confidence. And we can be reached at 805-564-1290, or you could email us at moneytalk1290 at gmail.com. So Heidi and Mary, it's interesting in that you both are um, technology backgrounds, you know, with some with some serious chops behind them, that you then took that experience and parlayed it into freight and shipping. How on the day-to-day operations of work do you find yourself drawing on those skills? Or is this something completely new and different? So I would say that it's completely new and different because it really what we have been doing is learning a completely new industry. But uh, one of the things that attracted me to in Express is that they're also very technology oriented. So uh, we had some venture capital um, come in uh, what, two years ago, three years ago that uh, and the the company that invested in in Express is very much about the technology. And so they're continuously building and improving the technology. So as I mentioned earlier, we have a very nice platform for our clients so they can self-service if they choose to do so. Of course, there are some people that prefer not to get on the computer and do their own stuff. And maybe if they're only shipping to every two months or so, that's perfectly acceptable. And so the other part of uh, uh, what we pride ourselves in and, and the company itself is the customer service that we provide to our customers. So not only are we giving you the opportunity uh, to have the the better pricing, but also that we have the customer service and we help our clients. So if you are not doing uh, more than you know every couple of months, you're doing the shipment here or there, then um, we can do that for you. So you, there's no need for you to log on and actually learn the software if you don't want to. But then again, we have our seasoned shippers who do this all day long, every day, and they prefer to do their own. So it's um, it, it's been an interesting learning curve, but it's been great. And um, yeah, it's it's um, I've been in the sales aspect all my life. So at Yardi, at Citrix Online. And then previous to that, I was actually selling residential real estate for a while. So never did I plan on being in the sales arena. It just so happened. And then here I am again, because when it comes down to it, our job is to sell this to our clients, to bring this out, to inform people and to sell them the business that, you know, gain them as a client. Now, with your franchise of InExpress, do you have geographical boundaries that you have to adhere to? 
So we are actually able to work with anybody within the United States. So we are not limited to Santa Barbara County per se, um, but as long as long as the business is within the country, we can work with them. And how do you get your prospects? We go out and we go after them. We go knock on doors. So do you, so you walk around with you. So you walk around with a laptop and you show them an example of what your life could be like if you used our services. Is that sort of the the marketing plan? <clears throat> So typically we don't bring our laptops in and I mean, if we have an appointment and go in and meet with a customer or a potential customer, yes. But uh, in usually we bring cookies actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's, been working very, it's been working better. Nobody wants to uh, be approached with a laptop, but people <laughs> love being approached with cookies. <laughs> so we generally just um, find out, we've been just introducing ourselves as a new business and finding out more about a lot of local businesses in the area, which has actually just been really fun. I think it was one of the unexpected fun parts of this job because, I mean, we're learning about so many local businesses and um, the back end of how they work and their operations and things you would never be exposed to otherwise, um, which has just been fantastic. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. The wine industry must be a good a good, um, you know, business as they're constantly shipping wine here. So there. It, yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up, Diane, because that was actually one of my very first thoughts when I became interested in this and I was looking at it because I'm actually personally collect connected to a lot of people in the wine industry, just having grown up here. I thought and you were going to say, um, I personally like drinking wine. <laughs> well, I do <laughs> that. Yeah, that too. <laughs> However, um, we quickly found out that uh, that is not a niche that we should be pursuing. So UPS uh, does not allow us to ship wine or alcohol or alcohol. That's right. So the interesting aspect of that is that if there are wineries or uh, distilleries out there that do have international business, we can help them with the international business, but we can't help them with the domestic business. And we can also do shipments of alcohol that are freight shipments as opposed to small parcel shipments. So UPS is our, our domestic small parcel partner, and that is where the restriction lies. However, um, you know, freight shipments of any type of alcohol are completely fine. So it's a little bit nuanced, but well, that's the, the, US, the US is Puritan roots going on right there. <laughs> on, on Friday, FedExpress announced um, that they were planning on having uh, some difficult times over the next six months. And actually, the stock market reacted unfavorably to that news. Uh, so FedExpress, at least, um, is making uh, a judgment that shipping is going to be uh, not as strong as it was uh, the last couple of years. Are you finding any softness in the market? Not at this point. Um, it's a cyclical, a seasonal thing, and um, we are a new business. So this is we're still, you know, in our infant stages as far as having, uh, you know, been around the the clock on this. But from all our fellow franchisees and corporate, they're saying, watch out, the the rush is about to start. So we're just about to, uh, they're telling us just ramp up because it gets busy every year. And I would say that um, part of the reason that you're seeing that specifically with FedEx um, is specific to FedEx as a company. And that's really interesting because we do target FedEx customers. Um, we have found that through the pandemic, FedEx and UPS came out very differently. Um, for various reasons based on how the companies are run and um, their employee satisfaction and their delivery rates, their everything. They're just, they're vastly different. And FedEx did not come out of the pandemic um, as they, they're, they're falling behind, put it that way. Um, and so that is actually a pain point that we find with a lot of customers who are working with them. Um, they're, they're not satisfied with the service and there is an opportunity there than to bring them over to UPS with our rates. Uh, you're listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 and FM 96.9, and we'll be right back. It's a fact. Successful wealth management is built on strategies that focus on the big picture, take a long-term view, and establish deep and valued relationships. 
Hello, I'm Diane Duva, founding partner at Arlington Financial Advisors, Santa Barbara's trusted family guide, empowering you to make more informed and confident decisions. At Arlington Financial Advisors, we bring order and balance to your financial life by monitoring and managing risk so you can focus on your work, family, and enjoying the moment. We are a fully independent firm offering strategic financial planning, estate and tax planning, and private money management. Our plans and portfolios are handcrafted using a rigorous and disciplined approach, supported by a consistent yet highly personalized client experience. Our clients look to Arlington Financial Advisors as a home away from home, a comfortable place to protect what they've accomplished while they prepare for what comes next. Please visit ArlingtonFinancialAdvisors.com or call me, Diane Duva, at 805-699-7300. The Santa Barbara Vintners Festival is coming up October 8th at Old Mission Santa Inez in Solvang. It's your chance to try incredible Santa Barbara County wine and get to know the people who make it. Here's the president of the Santa Barbara County Vintners Association, Tim Snyder. We're really starting to get recognized as one of the premier wine-producing regions in the country, if not the world. And really one of the reasons that we're super excited about having the event at Mission San Ynez is the proximity to Solvang, the proximity to a myriad of great accommodations. When you go to the festival, you have a chance to really really taste a broad range of wine varieties and styles. And so it's certainly a great educational opportunity for those who love wine or those who may be just starting to love wine. To get your tickets to the Santa Barbara Vintners Festival coming up October 8th at Old Mission Santa Inez in Solvang, go to sbvintnersweekend.com. That's sbvintnersweekend.com. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by American Riviera Bank. Smart banking for uh, easier... Wait a minute. Let me start again. Brought to you by American Riviera Bank, making your life easier with cutting-edge technology, mobile deposits, free use of every ATM machine in the country, and a level of service other banks could only dream about. <laughs> well, and we can be reached at 805-564-1290, or you can email us at moneytalk1290 at gmail.com. So Mary and Heidi, let's talk for a minute about given your backgrounds as both being, you know, involved in technology and Mary, you being actually an entrepreneur owner of a, of a, you know, technology company, what would you say are the benefits and drawbacks of being both an owner outright, like you were, as well as a franchise franchisee? And explain, if you can, a little bit about the differences and kind of how it works. So it's been um, really interesting to work under um, a franchise structure. And, you know, I, I really, as I mentioned, have loved owning my own business and having that complete autonomy. But I have to say that having the support of a larger organization and being able to leverage um, their assets, their experience, it's just... I feel like it's a business model that just propels forward so much faster. It's been um, fantastic. And InExpress as a company, as an organization is just above and beyond. I mean, it they're, everybody is helpful. It's not a super competitive environment. It feels like a big family, which has just been absolutely amazing. So having that support behind you is, I think, invaluable. I am absolutely enjoying it. Um, because you just feel like you have something to lean on as opposed to having to figure out every single thing yourself. Um, I think it just saves a lot of time and energy and effort, and you can really spend time on things that are actually going to generate that revenue and get the business to grow. So um, in my experience, that that is a big, a big difference. Do, do they spend money on advertising uh, uh, locally? Not locally, but there has been more and more effort this year um, into um, some national campaigns. And I think they're trying to figure out what the best um, advertising tactics are. So they're testing out some different campaigns right now to see how this would work. And then also how they would funnel those inbound leads to the individual franchises, because I think there's a process of figuring out how that's fair based on what, what territory does it go to if it comes from corporate. And how many franchisees are there in the U.S.? 
approximately a hundred. There's probably a little bit less. Uh, what's happened is that a lot of, so a lot of people get involved in stuff like this and then they decide, Hey, it's not for me. And, and, you know, it's tough in the beginning. And, and so what we have seen happen is that a lot of the franchisees that are really doing well, they have bought multiple franchisees that are so franchises, I should say. So if, um, you know, there's, there's several, I'd say probably, gosh, probably eight or nine, 10 people that maybe own probably more five or six different mm-hmm. branches. And they're consolidating these mm-hmm. various businesses that maybe weren't working quite as well and applying their own flavor to it to get it all going, you know? Right. Um, so if you can ship anywhere though, and you know, anywhere with within the U S your client base can come, come from, what is the advantage of having multiple um, licenses in various locations? Because they're, they're buying an established business and customer list basically. So it's like a shot in the arm. They just, they just bought a bunch of customers that existed that have already been set up. Now, did you guys purchase an existing business or are you starting this from scratch? We are starting this from scratch. So we did not have that benefit. Uh, That might be something we're looking at down the line, though. And it's been interesting speaking to other franchisees. And they said the same thing. They're like, if we had known about that option at the beginning, you know, it'd be great. But I think that after learning the business, it does seem like a very attractive model to acquire these franchises that aren't being run efficiently. Apply the principles that you've learned from your franchise to those customers and just grow the business even more. So you said you can uh, sell in any part of the U.S. Uh, does that mean that they can bring in a new franchisee in in, in Santa Maria or in uh, Ventura to compete with you? They they can. And so, as a matter of fact, there is an existing franchisee in Ventura, and so part of the vetting process that we go through is calling and talking to other franchisees to see, you know, don't, I'm not just going to talk to corporate. So they give you a list of people. And so I contacted that person and um, he was, he's a great guy. He got involved probably a year and a half before we did. And so we still stay in touch. We've met, um, we've called him for help. So it's, as Mary mentioned earlier, it's a very nice dynamic. It's almost as though, it's we're family. And so some of the best help we've received is from other franchises. So yes, we have clients that are in other people's territory. He has clients in Santa Barbara, but as he said, the very first time we talked, he said, Heidi, we could be walking up the same street, you on one side and I on the other, there's enough business out there for all of us. And is it it Express a, a, a public company? No. So is the, is there was there any part of the deal where if they do go public, the franchisees will be able to participate in an initial public offering? No, not at this point. Okay, you may want to bring it up at the next meeting. <laughs> good, good, good point. Yeah. <laughs> so share with us how you help your clients navigate the import export process, as I feel like things are getting um, more and more complicated on that front. Yes. So that is, as you mentioned earlier, one of the stress points for a lot of of people because they don't do imports or exports every day. And so there's obviously paperwork involved with that. And so uh, having DHL as our partner, they act as the customs broker, if you will. So they have a process called, um, what is it, wheels up for her. So basically what's happening is that the the shipment is clearing customs as it's in the air, let's say, um, that typically, you know, let's talk a big parcel, small parcel, what have you. So that they're facilitating the customs process while the, pro- the product or co- uh, package is being shipped. So it takes the process off of the um, customer to have to deal with that because DHL is so experienced with it. As a matter of fact, uh, Mary, how do your clients navigate the each individual country having their own rules and regulations? Like 
Some countries won't accept a lotion that you ship across the country. Others won't accept, you know, food or what mm-hmm. have you. How I do you that- help your clients navigate all those little intricacies? I think that's really where we provide a lot of value, especially if they are not doing a lot of shipping, because every country has its own regulations, as you mentioned. And um, we at Inexpress pride ourselves on being international experts. So that's really where we provide the value. We say, don't worry about it. We'll help you. We'll take care of it for you. Just give us the details of what you need to get done and we will do the hard part Um, so that those people don't have to spend the time and gain the expertise to become an international shipping expert, because that's probably not their business. And, fact, oh, and you sorry. can you, you can price uh, so when someone calls you 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 have a computer system that will price the product out uh, in real time. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And you, okay, and do you do packaging as well? No, so that's an interesting question because we've been approached about this so many times. Uh, just the other day, we were at a chamber of commerce meeting, and somebody approached us afterwards and said, "I have to ship this." item but i don't know how to do it and can you help me with this and can you box it we've had multiple people ask us that and um we were joking saying gosh maybe we should start a side business to help create and package things for people because it seems to be a need mm-hmm. um so that might be a second business idea sideline stay posted <laughs> One of the have you back on if if you if you expand in in that uh, location. There you go. <laughs> You're listening to Money Talk on AM twelve ninety and FM ninety six point nine, and we'll be right back with our final segment. For prospective homebuyers, one of the most important steps of the loan process is getting clear and honest information from someone who will speak plainly and truthfully about loan programs and options. I'm Kelly Marsh, Vice President, California, of Cornerstone Home Lending, where our highly skilled and experienced team takes great pride in helping clients obtain home financing with honest, knowledgeable, fast, friendly, and efficient service. As a Santa Barbara native who has spent the past 20 years in the mortgage industry and has closed over 4,000 loans, I'd appreciate the opportunity to earn your business and invite you to visit the kellymarshteam.com or call my office at 805-563-1100 to learn more about how Cornerstone Home Lending can help you determine the best way to manage mortgage debt to achieve a more stable financial future. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. California Residential Mortgage Lending Act license number 41DB072220. California Financial Lending Law license number 60DB072528. Loan originator NMLS number 245822. Not a commitment to loan. Equal housing opportunity. When a bank is owned by the community and invests in the community, it answers to a different call. It's personal. It's driven by your needs, not ours. Welcome to American Riviera Bank, based right here in Santa Barbara with branches in Montecito and Goleta. Our customers know us for personal service every day, every way. You can bank on us. Bank on us. Bank on us! American Riviera Bank. Bank on better. Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by Arlington Financial Advisors, a leading wealth management firm founded on providing thoughtful, objective, and comprehensive financial guidance for families and entities who are seeking long-term financial guidance. So we always ask the same question to families that work together. What is it like working with your mom, Mary? And what's it like, Heidi, working with your daughter? And does it ever interfere with, you know, family time? So, you know, I feel like it's been such a privilege. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Everybody has little issues with their mom. And I feel like it's kind of uh, actually brought us a lot closer, though. You know, we've had to pay more attention to our relationship and separate work from personal. And um, but it's also just been really fascinating and fun to work like actually work with your family in a in a work professional capacity. You know, you 
you think you know somebody, but if you've never worked with them, there's so many things about them you don't know, so many skills that they have that you didn't even realize. And it's just been really fun to learn about each other. I feel like there we didn't even know these sides of each other. And so it's just been, I think it's been fabulous for our relationship. I told her, even if we go under, it's going to be worth it just for what it's done for us. So, so, <laughs> so, go under. so, for, so for people that are in uh, family therapy, maybe they're better off starting a company together because they can actually, instead of paying money for a therapist, they could actually get the same value being in business. <laughs> it could be an expensive way to test it out. But... <laughs> so in all seriousness, before the end of the show, what are some goals that you'd like to accomplish over the, that in Express would like to accomplish over the next few, few years? So um, personally, for me, it would be to have a business that is a little bit more sustainable, um, or running its, I shouldn't say running itself, but right now it's Mary and I feet on the ground. Although we just, and we're very excited about this. We just hired a customer service person, um, starting today. And so this is going to, we feel really help us accelerate our growth because it, it means that we don't have to constantly be tied to our computer. We can be out there hitting, um, more businesses, trying to gain more business and um, because of the customer service aspect of it, it's really important. So really, my goal is to have more employees and be able to help our community by employing people and also um, give myself more time to give back to the community. I uh, have always felt very strongly about philanthropic organizations in town. I used to be much more involved than I am now and have been over the last few years. And of course, right now, um, I don't have the time really to spend doing volunteering for things um, and you know, obviously watching our money very carefully since we're a new business. But that would be my goal is that um, in a few years, have additional employees, have more free time and more funds to really give back to our community and get more involved. I would say similarly, my the most fulfilling thing for me as a business owner has been watching um, the opportunities that I've given the employees that have worked for me and watching um, their lives, like the results in their lives as a, as a result of having a, a good job that they like that pays them well. I think that's been my favorite part of business ownership. So just, I think my goals are around running a team that loves what they're doing, that um, just you know, providing employment opportunities, but also a great work environment. So. And so for those small business owners listening and would like to, you know, give you a call to find out what services you could provide for them, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? They can give us a call at 805-570-3285 or 805-698-3285. Eight, four. Thank you so much, Heidi and Mary Stilwell. Uh, good luck on your new business in Express. Sounds like it's a great idea for businesses in the community. And thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Money Talk, and we'll see you all next week. Mm-hmm.